Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery the Aluminium Dagger by R. Austin Freeman Read by Perry F. Bruns The police surgeon greeted Thorndyke with respectful cordiality, and we proceeded at once to an examination of the body. Drawing out the thermometer, my colleague noted the reading and passed the instrument to Dr. Edgerton. "'Dead about ten hours,' remarked the latter, after a glance at it. "'This was a very determined and mysterious murder.' "'Very.' said Thorndyke. Feel that dagger, Jervis. I touched the hilt and felt a characteristic grating of bone. It is through the edge of a rib, I exclaimed. Yes, it must have been used with extraordinary force, and you notice that the clothing is screwed up slightly as if the blade had been rotated as it was driven in. That is a very peculiar feature, especially when taken together with the violence of the blow. It is singular, certainly, said Dr. Edgerton. 
I don't know that it helps us much. Shall we withdraw the dagger before moving the body? Certainly, replied Thorndyke, or the movement may produce fresh injuries. But wait. He took a piece of string from his pocket, and having drawn the dagger out a couple inches, stretched the string in a line parallel to the flat of the blade. Then, giving me the ends, he drew the weapon out completely. As the blade emerged, the twist in the clothing disappeared. Observe, said he, that the string gives the direction of the wound, and that the cut in the clothing no longer coincides with it. There is quite a considerable angle, which is the measure of the rotation of the blade. Yes, it is odd, said Dr. Edgerton, though, as I said, I doubt that it helps us. At present, Thorndyke rejoined dryly, we are noting the facts. The custodian was not difficult to find. Quite so, agreed the other, reddening slightly, and perhaps we had better move the body to the bedroom and make a preliminary inspection of the wound. We carried the corpse into the bedroom, and, having examined the wound without eliciting anything new, covered the remains with a sheet and returned to the sitting room. Well, gentlemen, said the inspector, you have examined the body and the wound, and you have measured the floor and the furniture and taken photographs and made a plan, but we don't seem much more forward. Here's a man murdered in his rooms. There is only one entrance to the flat, and that was bolted on the inside at the time of the murder. The windows are some forty feet from the ground. There is no rainpipe near any of them. They are set flush in the wall, and there isn't a foothold for a fly on any part of that wall. The grates are modern, and there isn't room for a good-sized cat to crawl up any of the chimneys. Now the question is, how did the murderer get in, and how did he get out again? Still, said Mr. Marchmont, the fact is that he did get in, and that he is not here now, and therefore he must have got out, and therefore it must have been possible for him to get out, and further it must be possible to discover how he got out. The inspector smiled sourly without replying. The circumstances said Thorndyke, appear to have been these. The deceased seems to have been alone. There is no trace of a second occupant of the room, and only one half-emptied tumbler on the table. He was sitting reading when apparently he noticed that the clock had stopped, ten minutes to twelve. He laid his book face downward on the table and rose to wind the clock, and as he was winding it he met his death. By a stab dealt by a left-handed man who crept up behind him on tiptoe added the inspector. Thorndyke nodded. That would seem to be so, he said. But now let us call in the porter and hear what he has to tell us. The custodian was not difficult to find, being in fact at that moment engaged in a survey of the premises through the slit of the letterbox. Do you know what persons visited these rooms last night? Thorndyke asked him, when he entered, looking a bit sheepish. A good many were in and out of the building, was the answer. I can't say whether any of them came to this flat. I saw Miss Curtis pass in about nine. My daughter, exclaimed Mr. Curtis with a start. I didn't know that. She left about 9.30, the porter added. Do you know what she came about? asked the inspector. I can guess, replied Mr. Curtis. Then don't say, interrupted Mr. Marchmont. Answer no questions. You're very close, Mr. Marchmont said the inspector. We are not suspecting the young lady. We don't ask, for instance, if she is left-handed. He glanced craftily at Mr. Curtis as he made this remark, and I noticed that our client suddenly turned deathly pale. 
whereupon the inspector looked away again quickly, as if he had not observed the change. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>